0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we are in this section of Revelation that describes the tribulation period that will come upon the earth in the future. Uh, The tribulation is a seven year period when God pours out his wrath upon a Christ rejecting rebellious world. Uh, The tribulation takes place after the church is caught up to heaven in the rapture. Uh, So the church will not go through this period, the tribulation period.
0: Have you ever wondered what the timeline of the end times will look like? There is no way of knowing for sure. But there are many different beliefs and schools of thought on it. We know that there will be a tribulation of everyone who was on earth who rejected Christ for seven years. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing more about the Tribulation and the seven-year period. It can be easy to think that this might not affect us, but there is always something to learn of God and His character in this book. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Open up to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, this morning. Revelation 12. We're also going to look at Genesis 37 and Romans chapter 9 this morning. Revelation 12, Genesis 37, Romans 9, beginning in verse 1. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then, being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world, who is cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And the sea for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we are in this section of Revelation that describes the tribulation period that will come upon the earth in the future. Uh, The tribulation is a seven-year period when God pours out His wrath upon a Christ-rejecting, rebellious world. Uh, The tribulation takes place after the church is caught up to heaven in the rapture. Uh, so the church will not go through this period, the tribulation period. And so far in our study of the tribulation, we've looked at the seven sealed judgments. We've looked at the seven trumpet judgments and the seven bowl judgments remain. That's all that's left with the tribulation, the seven bowl judgments. So we have reached the midpoint of the tribulation period. We, we've... You know, three and a half years have passed. We've got three and a half years to go. But before we look at the final judgments of the tribulation, there are several players that we need to know. There are several players that we need to know to really understand the second half of the tribulation. And so in chapters 12 and 13, we are introduced to seven players that are key in the tribulation, and their identities are crucial to understanding the rest of the book of Revelation and interpreting it correctly. Uh, And so for us to understand the remainder of the book of Revelation, we need to know these players. We need to know who these players are uh, so that we can follow the book here, follow the outline of the book. Uh, In verse 1, we meet the first player. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. This is our first player. We need to understand who she is, this woman, so that we can understand the rest of the book of Revelation. And John says here, a great sign appeared in heaven. This is the first time in the book of Revelation that John uses this word sign. This is the first sign that he he mentions here. He's going to use this word seven times in the book of Revelation, but, but this is the first one. And this first player is a woman. And this woman is pregnant. In verse 2, she goes into labor. Now, because John describes this as a sign, we can take it as uh, symbolic. He's not describing a literal woman who's pregnant and about to give birth and go into labor. Uh, Just as in verse 3, he's not describing a literal dragon with seven heads. It's a sign. It's symbolic of something else. And so the question that we need to answer then is, who is this woman? If she's a sign of something else or someone else, who does she represent? What is her identity? Now, there's a lot of different interpretations of who this woman represents. Uh, The Catholic Church says that this woman is the Virgin Mary uh, in heaven after her ascension to heaven. Um, maybe you have seen paintings from the Renaissance period that depict the Virgin Mary wearing a crown or a crown of stars and standing on the moon and there's you know sunlight shining uh, behind her. That imagery comes from chapter twelve verse one. There are a couple problems with this woman being the Virgin Mary after her ascension to heaven. First of all, Mary never ascended to heaven. Uh, nowhere in the Bible does it indicate that Mary ever ascended up to heaven or th- what, is, what the Catholics call the Assumption uh, of Mary. You don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, in fact, the Assumption of Mary did not become official Catholic doctrine until the 1950s. Uh, so it's a pretty recent doctrine in the Catholic Church. Plus, chapter 12 shows that this woman is persecuted on the earth by the dragon during the second half of the tribulation period. So it can't be the Virgin Mary. Uh, those who, who believe in what's called replacement theology, or, or uh, reformed theology. Uh, replacement theology is the idea that the church has replaced Israel. And God's prophetic plan. Those that hold to that say that this woman is the church. That this is the church. But it can't be the church. This woman gives birth to a child. And the child, we know later on in the chapter, this child is Jesus Christ. There's no doubt about the identity of the child. If you look down in verse 5, she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and His throne. That's Jesus Christ. He's going to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, and He's the one who ascended back up to heaven to the throne of God. Uh, So the woman that's described here cannot be the church, because the church did not birth Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ birthed the church. So it can't be the church. Uh, Plus, the church is described in the New Testament as the virgin bride of Christ. This woman's pregnant. She's got a child. So it's not the church. So then who is it? Well, it's always best to let the Bible interpret itself. Uh, The symbolism that we find here in verse 1 comes right out of the Old Testament. And when we look back in the Old Testament, we realize that this woman is Israel. It's Israel. The imagery is taken from the Old Testament, and it's, it's Israel. It's describing Israel. If you want to turn back to Genesis 37 for me, Genesis 37, this is a story that most of you are probably familiar with, the story of Joseph. I remember Joseph and his dad made him the, the coat of many colors because his dad loved him the most, his dad Jacob. And because his dad loved him the most, his other brothers despised him and hated him for it. And so in in Genesis 37, then, you know, Joseph is already despised by his brothers. They don't like him because he's dad's favorite. Uh, And then Joseph has a dream, and he told his brothers about this dream in verse 5. Now, Joseph had a dream. He told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were. Now he's talking to his brothers who hate him. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around me and bowed down to my sheaf. (laughs) And the brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Is that what you're saying? You're going to reign over us? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of
1: Truth. Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now look at verse 9. Then he dreamed still another dream. Joseph, you should probably keep that to yourself. But he doesn't. He told his brothers this dream also. They enjoyed the first dream so much, he's going to share the second dream with them. (laughs) Verse 9, he told his brothers and said, hey, look, I've had another dream. And in the dream, this time, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed down to me. And so he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to, come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And so here in Joseph, Joseph has this dream, and in the dream, he sees the, the sun and the moon and the stars, 12, 11 stars, 12 including him. Uh, and they, the, the sun and the moon and the stars bow down to him. The sun represents his father, Jacob, who is Israel. The moon represents his mother, Rachel. The 11 stars were his brothers, the sons of Israel. And so we see here the same imagery used that we find in Revelation chapter 12, the sun and the moon and the stars, they represent Israel, the nation of Israel, the people of Israel. We also see Israel depicted as a woman in labor, travailing in labor in the Old Testament. We don't have time to look at those verses today. But there are several passages where Israel is depicted as a woman in, in labor. The woman in Revelation 12 is Israel. It's Israel. Israel Just as this woman gives birth to a child, we know from verse 5, the child is Jesus Christ. Israel gave birth to Jesus. Israel gave birth to Jesus. Jesus was born a Jew. He lived his whole life in Israel. He lived his whole life as a Jew. He was an observant Jew. He was an Israelite. In Romans chapter 9, you don't have to turn there, but Romans chapter 9, verse 5, it says that Christ came from Israel. He's an Israelite. He came from the people of Israel, and he lived his entire earthly life in Israel as an observant Jew. So this woman in chapter 12, verse 1, is Israel. In verse 2, uh, the woman is depicted as in labor uh, and trying to give birth to a child. And that's a, that's a picture of Israel's struggle to birth the Messiah. You know, all throughout the Old Testament, uh, Israel was waiting for the Messiah. That's, that's the common thread throughout the Bible. Going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, when Adam and Eve rebelled and fell, and God said that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent from Genesis 3.15 all the way through the rest of the Old Testament, it's all about identifying that seed that's going to crush the head of the serpent. It's the story of this, this promised seed who's going to come from the woman and destroy the serpent. And that's the unfolding of the story as you go through the Old Testament and you see it unfolding throughout the whole Old Testament leading up to the New Testament when Jesus Christ is revealed as the Messiah. This is the seed. This is the one you've been waiting for. This is the one the nation has been laboring to bring into the world, so, so to speak. Um, and so this first big player here during the tribulation period, the first big player is Israel. Uh, in Jeremiah, the tribulation is called the time of Jacob's trouble, the time of Israel's trouble. Uh, the tribulation is Daniel's 70th week, dealing with the nation of Israel. When During the tribulation period, God will turn back to the Jewish people, back to Israel. And, and he'll reach out to the nation of Israel once again. And so Israel will play a critical role in the last days. That brings us to the second player that's introduced to us in chapter 12. And that is the dragon, the dragon. Look at verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. And it says in his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them down to the earth. And so the second player is the dragon. Uh, this word dragon is found only in the book of Revelation. It's used 13 times in Revelation. And it's of those 13 times, 8 of them are in chapter 12. So this, this chapter is all about the dragon. If you look down in verse 9, verse 9 tells us the identity of this dragon. The identity of this dragon is Satan. Look at verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan... "...who deceives the whole world, he was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him." And so this dragon is symbolic of Satan, or the devil. Again, in verse 3, the dragon is called great, and he's described as red. And red is the color of blood. And as we see in chapter 12, this dragon desires to murder the offspring of the woman, the Israelites... And the dragon is described as having seven heads in verse three uh, and ten horns, which speak of power and seven diadems, which speak of authority. These are all images that are that are drawn from the Old Testament, from Daniel chapter seven. Uh, And this all this speaks of of Satan's power and authority in this world. Satan is called the God of this world in the New Testament and the ruler of this of this world. He's called the prince of the power of. Of the air. He, he has dominion and authority and power over this world. He controls the course of this world. Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that. And Satan will be the ultimate power behind the final kingdom in this world, the kingdom of the Antichrist that we'll see in chapter 13 when we get there. Uh, again, verse 4 tells us that his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. And threw them to the earth. Now, uh, in Ezekiel chapter 28, if you're taking notes, Ezekiel chapter 28, there, Satan is described as once being an anointed angelic being in heaven until the day that iniquity was found in him, until the day that he rebelled against God. And so, Satan at one time was an angelic being in heaven, and then he rebelled, he sinned, he exalted himself. Isaiah chapter 14 tells us. He exalted himself. And verse 4 here tells us when it says, His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them down to the earth. Uh, This is generally taken to mean that when Satan rebelled against God in heaven, that a third of the angels rebelled with him against God. And these angels now are known as demons. And these are where demons come from. Angels are sometimes referred to as stars in the Bible back in Revelation chapter 1. Verse 20, I talked about the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. In the Old Testament. in Job chapter 38 verse seven, angels are called uh, the morning stars. And so stars in the Bible sometimes refers to angels. And here it seems to be depicting when Satan rebelled in heaven and a third of the angels in heaven followed him in that rebellion and they became demons. And now they assist Satan and his work on the earth. Now look at verse 4, the middle of the verse. And the dragon stood before the woman. Who's the woman? Israel. Israel. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her, her child. Who's her child? Jesus Christ. As soon as it was born. So the dragon is Satan. The woman is Israel, the child is Jesus Christ, and verse 4 tells us that the dragon, Satan, stood before the woman, Israel, and when she was ready to give birth, to devour the child, Jesus Christ, as soon as he was born. And you remember the story, the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 2, when the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem to Herod the Great, seeking the one who, born the king of the Jews. Herod was the one appointed the king of the Jews by Rome. And these wise men came seeking the one born the king of the Jews, the legitimate heir to the throne of Israel. And you remember the story, Herod the Great in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, he ordered that all the male children born in Bethlehem, two years old and younger, be put to death in an attempt to kill the King of the Jews, and an attempt to destroy the child that's born to the woman.
2: He asked me how I know I say Bring truer than the finest crystal.
0: You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the Book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com simply look under the Media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, if you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number once again is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time right here on Ring of Truth.
2: See the signs and I recognize the hands that